This week on A Dash of Grit, a family business a century in, and all of a sudden, lightning strikes not once, not twice, but three times fast. Now what? It's on your shoulders. You're the guy who's going to be remembered for whether the business thrived or the business died. Tom Tender shares his story next. This is A Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. I am excited about the show today because we are talking with a true small business success. And when I say he's successful, I mean he helps his customers succeed. He's taken a big business model, which he'll tell you about, and he has brought it direct to small businesses in his region. And you're going to like to get to know the grit that it took to get there from Tom Tender. He's the general manager of Redmond's Auto Parts and Supply in North Canton and now in Richfield, Ohio. Tom, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, and I can't wait to share your story with everybody. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Brian, for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We're looking forward to the stories of the struggles, and I know that it's not been an overnight success for you. I know you've worked really hard, and your team has worked really hard, but I'm interested. Can you tell everybody kind of what Redmond's Auto Parts and Supply is all about? What makes you special? What successes? What's the good stuff that you can tell me that's happening now with your business? We've had a lot of changes over the years. The uh, independent CarQuest store that we've been in, our Redmond's location in Orcan, we've been in business since uh, 1918. 102 years, and Mm -hmm. I'm not that old. We take a lot of pride in that. We uh, deal with a lot of independent auto repair shops, fleets, different tire stores, and so on. Basically, I uh, meet with business owners, fleet supervisors, service managers. We try to find out what their pains are, how we can help them succeed in their business, and help them run more efficiently. And you were telling me before the show started that if we think of CarQuest, we think of retail. We walk in, we buy the part we need, we come back and we try to fix our own car, and which I'm never successful at, but we keep trying. But you do it a little bit differently. You deal with on a wholesale kind of range. And so you've taken the big business model and brought it direct to the owners. Can you tell me a little bit more about how that works and also the success that you've enjoyed by doing that? We are a uh, unique store we're one of about 1,500 uh, independent CarQuest stores in the United States. We are probably one or maybe a couple that only do wholesale. We don't do retail business. We have opened it up to uh, business to consumer where they can order online, pay for the part, and come in the store and pick it up. But primarily, we're just 100% wholesale. Mm-hmm. And you're one of, I think, two that do that. Is that what you said, out of the 1,500? Yeah. Yeah. So you've blazed your own way. And so that's what this uh, show is all about. This is a dash of grit. This is about the struggles, the never quit that you might have shown over time. And so let's get into that. Tell me about some struggles and some hardships that you had to overcome to get to this point in your life. We had back in 2012, we had a, uh, a real big retail tire chain, Terry's Tire Town, who sold to uh, Monroe. They were a big customer of ours. We had, they had, around five, six locations that we serviced. And uh, at that time when they sold, we pretty much lost that business, which for us was about $40,000 a month. With us being a small company, it's a big hit for us. But the thing about it is that we understand that we have your business today, but that doesn't mean that we have it tomorrow. So every day we've got to keep earning your business. But that was a big hit for us. 
between 2011 and 2014, we also uh, lost a couple other tire stores. It hit us for about $80,000 a month. So as you can see, we were having a rough uh, three, four-year period. Again, we just kind of went to the drawing board and said, hey, we can sit here and cry about it or we can figure out what we need to do. Did those stores go away or did the competition come and undercut or, or what caused those three to kind of leave at that point? Do you remember? A lot of it, other than the sale, a couple other ones had went out of business or had relocated. So a lot of it was stuff that, that we had no control over. So we weren't responsible for the outcome. And whether it be automotive business or any business, you've always constantly got to find that next customer or business to replace what may go away. Yeah. And so you're a small business. And so I'm counting that up. That's $120,000 a month You know, that's just gone over amount of time. What kind of things did you do kind of to try to stop that wound a little bit? What kind of efforts did you try at that point to fix that? What we did is kind of went back to the drawing board and uh, concentrated more, not so much on the numbers. I mean, the numbers are the deciding factor, but it was more about the behaviors on what we needed to concentrate on to try to get us back on track. And, and what I mean by behaviors is more of a line of, uh, okay, we need to do more cold calling, or maybe we need to do some more networking or prospecting. We started concentrating more on that and having what I call a full calendar, which means that I, I know me and you had talked about this earlier, is that by having a full calendar and have a list of prospects going after the no, if you have a full calendar, the more no's you get, the closer you get to a yes. Yeah. And so that's what we did. You just went to work. And so there's that space. And I like to think that in any, in all of our lives, something happens to us. And then we act and there's that space in between. That's not something I made up, but that space where you decided to go get it. And I'm wondering though, before you did that, how did that, that loss, you know, you've a long-term business, strong business, immediate loss. Like how did that make you feel at the time? And was there ever any thought about just, geez, just pack this thing in. This is just too much at this point. Yeah. You get to that point. I mean, it gets scary. Because, uh, you know, we have 17 employees and we have nine part-time drivers. And the last thing that we want to do is let somebody go. When I have that responsibility, you have all that weight on your shoulders that it's on you. You kind of work a little bit harder and you dig deep to try to figure out, hey, how how can we save this or what can we do to, to, uh, you know, keep us going? I mean, 102 years old, I don't want to be the guy to make us drop off. That's right. And and so that go get them attitude, were you able to infuse that into your employees as well? Were they on board with this or were they a little disappointed at the time and maybe not sure what to do next? Yeah. I mean, you know, they all were kind of nervous, but you know, the, the biggest thing is that it always starts from the top. Our success has a lot to do with, uh, you know, a couple, I like to recognize a couple guys. One is our CEO, Chris Redman. If it wasn't for uh, Chris and his uh, leadership and his resources to put me in a situation to be able to just give me the keys to the car and say, hey, let's move forward. Let's get this going. And then another uh, gentleman is Mike Jones from uh, Sandler and Ruby Group, who you've had on a prior podcast. He's been Uh, on the show, yes. Great guy. And if it wasn't for Mike and and Chris, you know, with their uh, information and resources to help guide us forward, it was a a great thing to uh, be able to partner with them. There's actually having the attitude to go get it. 
and you wake up in the morning and you put your feet on the floor and you get it done. You know exactly what you need to do. But as far as the company goes, what were some of the changes or some of the uh, improvements or enhancements or maybe even focus that you had to do as a company to allow you to get over that hump? Well, basically what we did is we went back to the culture, our culture of our business. And our culture is based around fish. Don't know if you ever heard, have read about the uh, book Fish. That one I don't know. It's about a fish market in Seattle, Washington. And it's pretty neat, pretty famous, but it's pretty simple. They're very successful. And there's four things that we went back and looked at when you read the book. And we uh, instilled it to all our employees. So every person that we hired, one of the first things we do is we have them read the book Fish because if we're not all drinking the same Kool-Aid, we're never going to get to where we want to get to. So we, we had to get everybody on board. The four things that we concentrated on was, first one was attitude. You know, attitude's a choice. When you wake up in the morning, you have to have a good attitude. Now, I think you had even mentioned it earlier, you fake it till you make it. So if you wake up and you're, you know, you stubbed your toe or something like that, and uh, you come to work and you're in a bad mood, you're, you know, you're not going to get very good results. That's right. So uh, we, we concentrate on attitude, choosing the attitude. So when you walk in our door, that you have that, that good attitude right from the get-go, whether you're feeling good or not. Number two is being present. It's one thing to be present and to be there, but being present is more than just being there. It's also being involved and being engaged. So in the fish market, for example, is that if you get a chance and you watch the video of uh, how they do things, they're engaged with their customers and they're throwing fish around. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't go as far as throwing auto parts, you know, some of them auto parts are pretty heavy. So, but, uh, (laughs) you know, they're, they're just, they're just having a good time and they're being present. They're they're engaged with their customers. And then the third thing is making someone's day, do something different. I don't care what it is. I know one of the examples that I can remember is that one year for my customers, I had what was called fuzzy files on my customers, what I kept track of their kids' names, or if they had a dog or Good. what their interests were. And uh, one thing I, is I kept their birthday. So the one year on their birthday, I popped into a dealership and I had a birthday cake for them. Yeah. Just that idea that they remembered it, that you were thinking of them. Good um, for you. Yeah. And the fourth thing is having fun. <laughs> Just have fun. I mean, life is too short. It's whether you're in the auto parts business or you're selling a, a product or something is to have fun. I mean, if you want to get up and, and run up and down a hallway or, or yell out the window or whatever, just have fun and have a good time. And that was the four things that we had instilled into our employees to understand that. And it made it easier for them to do their jobs. Yeah. So in the face of adversity, you relaxed a little bit and you went back to basics. You had some fun. You said, you know, we're going to be fine as long as we focus on the basics. I tell my kids, at least I did when they were in basketball, you can't make that foul shot with both hands tight around your neck. You know, relax, have some fun. It's a game. And so I'm thrilled with you could have gone to, you know, more marketing and more ads and more product and, you know, more anything. And what you did was you went back to the basics and you took a less is more approach and you, you, you work from the inside out. Is that accurate? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Fantastic. And so tell me a little bit. I know a lot of things are changing. And of course, we're using that attitude and fun today, trying to get through some of these fun times. And so what's next for uh, Redmond's Auto Parks and Supply? What's the hurdles and opportunities you see on the agenda? Well, what's next for us and the things about automobiles is that they're constantly changing. 
We have $600,000 worth of inventory in our store, but we don't have everything. So it's constantly studying our industry. You know, now we're getting into electric cars and cars that back up on their own or, uh, you know, all kinds of different sensors and stuff. So we're always looking at, okay, what is it that we need to have that our customers are looking for? One of the things that I always remember, and I'm a big Seth Godin guy. One thing that he said is the first rule always remains the same. And that's to figure out what people need and bring it to them. So that's what we do. We listen, we listen, listen, listen to what our customers are telling us. And that helps us provide what they need. And so again, one of the basics of business, listen to your customers, provide a a sense of fun and and go get them attitude and the rest will take care of itself. It really does, doesn't it? Yep. It's not easy, but it's the principle. Right. Very good. Very good. Tom, that is a, that's an amazing story. I, uh, I wonder if, if there's folks out there that are interested in, in getting to know you or your business or interacting with, with you in any way, you know, how might they reach out to you and inquire about how you can help them? Uh, they can call me on my cell phone, which is uh, 330-412-0234, or they can get onto our website, which uh, we have both locations on there, uh, Redmond's Auto and Richfield Auto Parts, and that is at uh, redmondsauto.com. Perfect. The thing I love about this show is that those things happened to you, and you overcame, and they're also happening right now and have happened and will happen to every other small business out there. And, uh, and I just really appreciate your sharing your story and sharing that motivation and optimism because someone listening is going to appreciate it and they're going to take the next step because of it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Good. Thank you. Tom Tender from Redmond's Auto Parts and Supply, and we're thrilled that he was part of our show. I want to thank him for being a part of it. I also want to thank you for listening and watching our podcast. A Dash of Grid is brought to you from all of us here at Spire. We are here to help your business grow. It's plain and simple. We've got a full team of marketers, designers. We're creating marketing campaigns, website designs, things of that sort to help you build your business. And we want to help be a part of your success. You can learn more about us at spiread.com. I am Brian Leffelock. You'll find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Thank you to Tom Tender of Redmond's Auto Parts and Supply. This has been a dash of grit. As you can tell, it's not for everyone. It's an acquired taste. We appreciate your being here, and we'll do this again. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.